visiting with our Shap of the Week junior offensive lineman, Bray Lynch. Bray, one of the things that has been the hardest thing in the world for me is the difference between having a defensive lineman named Hayden Bray and an offensive lineman named Bray Lynch. And I'm pretty sure I've screwed it up a couple of times this year. Is that your first name? Is that your given first name or is that what you go by? My first name is James. My full name is James Braden Lynch, but I go by my middle. It's like an Irish tradition that we have. And then I just shortened it a little bit. That catch on in high school or did that catch on early on? Oh, that caught on. I want to say from birth, I feel like my parents have been calling me that since day one. What was that aha moment for you as you were growing up in the Westlake area and you all of a sudden realized that, holy moly, I'm a big dude and I'm going to be able to play on the offensive line. What, when did that happen for you where you realized that you were just going to be this, this big brutish man? I've been watching Westlake for a while now. Like I'd, I'd be in the pit in middle school and elementary and I probably realized that last year probably when I was along for the championship game. I'm always interested in the response. It's funny that you think about it. Because I'm always interested in how the coaches respond to a growth spurt because that that to me is is everything. When you come in after your sophomore campaign or you come in after your freshman campaign, when did Coach Murdoch go, wait a minute, I've, I've got something here in this kid? What, what was that moment like? That was probably freshman year. I was coming off a – I fractured my elbow – so I was coming off an injury and coach came up and was like, you play O-line, right? And I was like, yes, sir. And he's like, oh, good, good, good. I think it just kicked off from there. How big were you your freshman year? I think I was 6'2", maybe 240. Just between you, me, and the wall, what are you cruising at right now? Um, I'm currently 6'5", 275 pounds. And how much attention are you getting already with just the size? We can talk about your play in a moment, but I think that's what offensive linemen, you talk about all the recruiting and all the attention that you get. At what point did you start to notice that, well, wait a minute, this might this might work well at the next level, 6'5", 270? I mean, I always knew I could play at the next level. And then, I mean, coaches would hit me up on Twitter. I think that size is very important for offensive line, but I think I just always knew that I could play. We've talked to a lot of the offensive linemen over the years, and it's always been a fun conversation because I don't think people understand how much focus off the field you guys need just to keep the size on and to keep, obviously, good weight on. The focus on eating is always something that I know that anybody that has battled weight either to put it on or try to take it off, it is a constant daily struggle. Can you take us through your eating routine just so you can stay at the size that you are? Is it ever a problem for you? Usually, it's not really a problem. I've always been a bigger kid, you could say, but I usually just have my three main meals and I'll have like some snacks, like I'll have apples, peanut butter, bananas, peanut butter, a lot of stuff with peanut butter, just like toast throughout my day and make sure I'm hydrating a lot. That's what Coach Murdoch has suggested strongly is just keep hydrating and the weight will come on. I think that's something that's unique is we always talk about hydration for performance. You're talking about hydration to not only keep the weight, but keep it, keep the good weight where you're still very athletic. And one of the compliments mm-hmm. that we've received about all of the offensive linemen really this year is the overall athleticism. Do you feel that as your time has progressed through these six games that, that y'all are athletic? Oh, for sure. Every screen we did I feel like we're we're running we're there quickly like even during the off season when we would run gassers we would be hitting like 16 seconds on them when the wide receivers are hitting 15 14 you know what I'm saying like 
Yeah. That's not bad. You're getting down the field in a, in a, in a hurry. And, and I want to take you back because it's your first start and it's your first start mm-hmm. at home. And the first play from offense is a run play to Zane. I take everybody back to this because if you were on the field at that moment, you kind of felt that elation or that jubilation, if you will, of that first snap going for six. Take us through your perspective as an offensive lineman. What was that play like for you? It was awesome. Like coach always talked about, we're scoring on the first play. Like we are running 45 power read and we are scoring. And then, I mean, we all knew what we were doing. And you have a bunch of guys that are versatile and I'm not, I'm sure you know about the story with Blake Webster getting hurt late in his senior season and a guy that had started so many games at center. And it feels like over the last two years with running three quarterbacks last year, and obviously the attention to detail with as much depth on the offensive line, it feels like there are seven to 10 of you guys down there that can either play a different position or could play at a high level at any time. What's it like to have that much depth and that much competition for the five spots up front? I think it's made us better as a whole tremendously. We all know that there's someone that can take our spot, so we got to be the best every day, every practice, every game. And we just got to show out for coach. I think that's a, an awesome thing to think about week to week. And it's almost like whoever scores the most points on the goal board, whoever grades out the best is the one that starts. Just how many positions have you lined up in? And if it's just one, how many positions have you seen the guy next to you line up in on different spots on the offensive line? I only go at left tackle, but I've seen, I mean, Christian McWilliams, he'll switch. He's been in the interior He'll go center, right guard, left guard. Michael McKelvey, he'll play any position. He's great at all of them. We often pay attention to the left tackle as being the most valuable position on the offensive line. In this offense, obviously it pays to be athletic, and it obviously pays off that your quarterback can run. I always mm-hmm. like to think about what your job is, how you see the left tackle position right now as, as you get ready to start your seventh game. What is it at the varsity level all about for you? I mean, when I think about left tackle, I think about protecting the quarterback's blind spot, making sure the cutback is sealed when we're running to the right because we always love running to the right. We always talk to skill position players, and it's really easy for them to, like for quarterbacks, it's it's easy for them to find guys to emulate. You know, those guys are easy when it comes to receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, defensive backs, linebackers. But it's very unique to to talk to an offensive lineman. And, and Bray, I'm interested in who you look at at the next level, or if there's a program that you look at at the next level, or if there's guys that play on Sunday that you look and go, I can pull off what he's doing. I want to model my game after that. Is there anybody that you watch at the next level, whether it's college or pro? Yeah, there is. I've been a, a Michigan football fan for all my life. This year's a little a little struggle, but uh, one player is Taylor Luan. I mean, he's Hall of Famer in my mind, but he's just great at what he does. What's the one thing that he does that you know you can pull off if there's one or two things that you know you can pull off on a Friday night? I think his athleticism I can definitely match. That's probably the biggest thing. The strength will come along, but I think – just getting out in space and running. There was a moment in the Aikens game, we actually commented on the broadcast about, well, the offensive line is about to get straight up nasty right now. And it, and it happened. And a lot of that was behind, you know, the work of Gray Knack for running behind you guys. Take us in the huddle. Take us in that moment where you guys really just started to establish your dominance. I know the week before against Hayes, we got stopped on the goal line and we were all very upset because one of our goals is score every time in the red zone. 
And then in, against Aikens, we didn't score the first time when we got in close to the goal line. And, and then we scored. But then I think we all just clicked in our minds, hey, we got to go and be dominant, like Coach always tells us. People always say that the offensive line are the caretakers of the team in a number of different ways. But a lot of it is people have this misnomer that the offensive line, bunch of brute, forceful guys, if you dig down a little deeper, you know that the offensive linemen and their responsibilities when it comes to playing football, especially at Westlake, are some of the smartest guys, not only on the team, but also in the school. Who's the guy that stands out as the smartest guy in the room? I think we're all very smart. One person who's extremely smart in the school is Alec Henderson. He's always talking about math, and he loves to just brag about how good he is at school. But we're all very aware in film, and we're all asking questions if we have them. And You talk about Coach Murdoch. Here's a guy that's played for Coach Dodge. So in reality, he is you guys in a lot of ways. He has been where you are. Do you find that that mindset helps you and, and really helps you have that trust that I know the coaching staff is, is looking for when it comes to that player-coach relationship? Oh, for sure. If one of the O-linemen gets chewed out from Coach Dodge in practice or in a game, Coach Murdoch will tell them to like pick their head up and you know he, he means it because he played for him and he knows what Coach Dodge chewing you out would mean and you just got to pick it up. What's that one moment where you, you you made that that first mistake, and you said, "Oh, I'm about to I'm about to hear it." What was that? What was the first play where you knew that you were that it was a you were no longer uh, playing a kid's game that that you were playing grown up six A football? There was a run play where I'm I'm low to the ground and I tilt my head a little bit and the dude will swim move and just do a little quick move and I was like, "Whoa, all right." This is the big leagues. We always talk every week about how competitive practice is. It has been a running theme this season. And I like to say that, you know, the wide receivers and the D-backs, what does this guy have in store for me today? With as tough as the defensive pass rush has been and how difficult it has been for other teams to score, what's it like going up against Tony Salazar's defensive front and especially Coach McGuire and Coach Vosick's defensive line? I mean, it's always tough. They're very good and very skilled and strong, every one of them. But we all realize that going against this defense is helping us in the long run. Like, everyone always says, iron sharpens iron. And I usually go against Hayden Bray. So we got a little rivalry going with the Brays. It's fun because I think it not only does it make you better, but it also you're practicing against some of the best players in the state when with regard to what they're doing collectively as a unit. And because that makes you better, I love that analogy of iron sharpens iron. What I've also been impressed with, in fact, I'll, I'll tell you what Mookie Taft said a couple of weeks ago that, that really struck me is, you know, how are we not enemies? How are we like best friends after we're done competing? That healthy competition, that seems to be the atmosphere. Is that what you and, and the rest of the offensive line and defensive line experiences? That, that healthy moment of competition where you're going hard and then when it's done and the whistle blows, everybody's cool? Oh, yeah, for sure. Before every – whenever we go one-on-ones, we'll dap up the DNs before and then we'll go, we'll be physical, and then we'll be like, good job, because we know that come Friday night we're all on the same team. COVID has been a unique scenario that everybody has had to deal with and, and 
you're no stranger to just what it's meant to just play football. That unexpected bye week, I know, really hit home for a lot of people. Your first year on varsity as a starter, what was that bye week like? And what was your experience watching specifically the seniors react to that and really just take advantage of every opportunity from that day forward when you hit the practice field that following Monday? Yeah, it was tough on everyone the seniors were definitely feeling that but they knew that after this is done we got to all tighten up and make sure we're doing every protocol keeping our mask up because the world's watching that's what we always say and I think that's helped us a lot final thought as we visit with the left tackle for the Westlake Chaparral's Bray Lynch he's our Shap of the Week Bray I know that it takes a, a unique mind to play the offensive line uh, I kind of refer to the offensive line as the the goalies in hockey the catchers in baseball the guys that are willing to do the dirty work without a whole bunch of glory the team goes out of their way and the coaches go out of their way to make sure that the offensive line understands how vital they are to the success of the program and really to the success of the offense what would you say is the most valuable part of what the offensive line does day in day out every single time you snap the ball we're always physical we are always gonna first set the tone for the game and we just always want to be dominant we always want to establish the run and then go over the top knowing that we can protect the pass and always strike with the run and brave i know the team goal is to get better you know you start every game at 7 30 and by 10 30 you want to be better how does bray lynch get better every single week what's the one or two things that you know you have to do to make sure that you're constantly improving your individual game i think every time we go to the weight room i gotta make sure i'm getting stronger keeping my body in shape that's a big thing like not eating bad food like make sure i'm eating good food hydrating and just keep my feet working working my hands you can always get better at something that's what we all tell each other whether it's watching huddle going over film of the opponent or just thinking about what i can do on 32 base and just making sure that that i'm being dominant and physical that's the biggest thing just make sure i'm being physical Everybody has a routine. Everybody gets ready in a different way. How does Bray Lynch get ready to play football for the Chaparrales? I just throw in my earbuds, listen to some Drake and some Lil Uzi Vert. (laughs) I like them a lot. Listen to music, and yeah, it just gets me hyped. He's Bray Lynch, repping Drake like every good little Irish boy should. And he's our shout. <laughs> he's our he's our shop of the week. Thanks so much for doing this and, and good luck on Thursday. Thank you.